Pickleball Rocks is the world leader in pickleball apparel. Click the link in the show notes and visit pickleballrocks.com. Thank you for listening to Pickleball Radio, the official podcast of Pickleball News. Go to pickleballnews.com. Make sure you are on our free email list. We'll keep you up to date on everything that's happening in the pickleball world, including the latest pickleball innovations. Three people always come to mind when I think about pickleball innovators. Uh, One of them is our friend Steve Peranto, uh, Robert Elliott of Engage Pickleball, another one, and a gentleman that we've got on the show today, Glenn Peterson. Glenn, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to Pickleball Radio. Hey, Chris. That's a flattering introduction, and it's nice to be with you again. You guys are like the three mad scientists of pickleball, whether it's a a rule, a a strategy, a a piece of equipment. You're always thinking, how can we make this better? How can we improve upon it, make it more efficient? You've got a couple of playing techniques you're going to share with us in just a little bit. Uh, But first, you've got a piece of equipment that you've come up with, a brand new portable net system called the Swift Net. It's lighter, it's uh, faster to set up, quicker to take down, it won't rust, it will last a lot longer than the traditional portable net system. Take me through the progression of it. How'd you come up with the idea and how does it compare to the portable nets that we're used to today? Well, thank you for asking, Chris. The portable nets that exist today are wonderful. They've been very suitable. I own one and I've set them up and torn them down many, many times and my goal was to make it easier first to set up the net and to tear it down. And this Swift net is not just a tweak of existing nets. You take one look at it, people go, what? What is this thing? <laughs> and you think about how tents set up today. We were thinking there has to be a simple way to set up a net and something that's substantially lighter that lasts, you know, hopefully years. Like carbon fiber tent poles last. And the the result was the swift net. We're really enjoying the introduction. The response has been fantastic. And for everybody who's thinking, well, you know, gee, I'd love to see a picture of it. Uh, we have linked to two videos of Glenn actually showing you the net and then also demonstrating how to put the net together. So go over with us what the big uh, benefits are. The first, Chris, is that You know, this thing weighs about half what other portable nets. I have to haul the net from my car to the courts, which is a couple hundred yards. And with the portable nets, I'm sore. It's heavy with some 30 pounds. And so 14 pounds, it's light to throw in the back of my car and it's light to carry. That's because of the carbon fiber. The second thing is it sets up. I can set it up consistently in about 90 seconds. Just you by yourself? Just by myself, yeah. This thing can be moved on court very easily by one person. And part of that's related to the fact that it's so light. And then we have a a support in the center, and it it always holds 36 at the edge, and it holds 34 inches in the center. Now, one thing, I mean, people are probably thinking, oh, man, you know, this is a better mousetrap here. Got all these pluses. It's half the weight, sets up in a couple of minutes. You can do it by yourself. It's not going to rust. You get the 36 at the ends and the 34 in the middle. 
Normally, when people go and they look for a portable net, they're talking about, eh, you know, 165, maybe 175 bucks. Every now and then, you find something on sale. Maybe you can get it for 155 uh, right. and everything. Right. This one's going to run you a little bit more. Right now, it's available at $299. It's almost twice as much as right. a normal portable net. What do you think you're getting value-wise for that extra money? Well, first, I'm a value shopper, Chris. And if I was using a net once a year, the portable nets work just fine. They would be absolutely sufficient. But we designed this for people who are playing and setting up nets on a fairly routine basis. So the performance advantages are real. But from a purely economic standpoint, the life of existing portable nets, we have a guy in Portland who actually rebuilds portable nets. So there's a fatigue life that current portable nets have that carbon fiber, there's, there's no fatigue. It's never going to bend. It's never going to wear out. You know, if I bought one of these things, my expectation is that I would get substantially more life that would justify the higher price. The other thing that, that some people value is that made in Port Angeles in an economically challenged area uh, using recycled aerospace carbon fiber. So this stuff is not going to landfills. It's being built by a team of guys. I just saw a photo of them out in Port Angeles. So that's another factor. It's built in the U.S. This is for a player that's playing three, four, five times a week. Do the math on that yeah. in terms of setting up. If it saves you a couple of minutes, if it saves you the you know the the backache of having to lug a net in and out of right, e even right. a storage closet, but especially out of the trunk of your car. Uh, if you're going to set that net up, you know, three hundred times over the course of uh, of its life in your playing career, and you're probably going to do more than that. But even at three hundred times, you're talking about you know an extra fifty cents, and isn't it worth you know, fifty cents? Uh, to set it up twice as quick and get on the court and start playing and also uh, save your back and maybe save you a visit to the chiropractor. One visit to the chiropractor is going to cost you more than that. I love your argument. Remember when a coffee cost 50 cents? We used to talk about a coffee. <laughs> well, congratulations. You, and I think it's going to be uh, another thing that pushes the game forward, makes it more accessible, more popular, and just able to reach more people. When we come back, you're not just an innovator in terms of equipment. You're also one of the game's best players and most innovative players. So I want to get a couple of new things that you've come up with in terms of strategy. Sounds good. Thank Thanks, Chris. Be right back. It's Pickleball Radio. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and pickleball players. In fact, over half of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Just as good drivers save money on their car insurance, people who live an active lifestyle should save money on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com pickleball and see if you qualify. That's healthiq.com pickleball. You'll find a link in the show notes, healthiq.com pickleball. See how much Health IQ can save you. Thank you so much for listening to Pickleball Radio. I'm Chris Allen here with Glenn Peterson. We've been talking about the new Swift Net, which is available at pickleballcentral.com. Now we're going to talk about some on-court strategies because Glenn is one of the sport's best players. Well, thank you, Chris. The first thing uh, is really not an exciting thing, but it's a, a fundamental in pickleball that has become more and more true for me. Uh, Nick Williams got into the corner quarterfinals with Aspen Kern at the U.S. Open, and I play with Nick on a weekly basis. 
one of the things I've observed with Nick is every ball comes back over the net. My wife and I have been watching World Cup soccer. And, uh, you know, Germany lost to Mexico in their first match. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I observed is they're, they're kicking balls over the goalposts, which works great in American football, but not in Europe, European football. So, <laughs> you know, sh- shots that are above the goalpost or outside the goalpost you know, are absolutely not threatening. They spend a lot of time maneuvering a ball down there and then they put a ball over the top of the goalpost. And what I've observed is that, you know, good things happen in soccer when they shoot the ball and the goalie has to stop it. There has to be a save. So keeping the ball between the goalposts, the same is true in pickleball. I say to my friends all the time, when you're scrappy and keep a ball over the net in the lines, Opponents make mistakes. So I'm always challenging myself, don't ever let the net beat me. Make the opponents beat me. And so I go out and try to play entire games, and Nick does it. Every shot back over the net, even if it's a bit higher. So don't, not trying to cut it close. You know, when you're committed to getting balls back over the net, it's kind of amazing how you can scrap balls back and, and hard hit smashes. But what's also amazing is when opponents are trying to hit a winner and are frustrated. They'll often hit a ball long mm-hmm. or hit a ball in the net. So good things happen when you hit the pickleball over the net. So keep it alive. Let the opponents make the mistake. Plus, you know, long rallies are a lot of fun. You know, a 20, 30, 40 stroke rally is a lot of fun. So everybody's having more fun Yeah. when the balls are going back over the net. A ball in the net ends the point. And, and, you know, somebody gets a point, but it, it, it's just, so it's more fun and, and far more competitive mm-hmm. um, if, you, if you focus on every ball going in. So many people that I play with, they've, they've heard me uh, uh, walking back from a, a missed shot, and I'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll hear me say, middle, 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 yeah. middle. Quit trying to paint the lines. That's a great option. Yep. What is, uh, what's something else that you've, you've kind of uh, come to a, a realization lately, Glenn? More and more third shots. The first third shot or second or the fifth shot, if you will, uh, when the serving team is trying to get to net, or they're driving that ball low and hard to the middle rather than always hitting a softball that lands in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I think Callan Dawson was the, was the one who sort of initiated the idea of the driving shot to the center and then the opposite player, the, the partner poaching. Because oh. if, you know, if you're coming up to the, if you're, if you're the returning team, you return the ball and you're coming up and the ball is driven hard and you're not all the way up to the kitchen line. The, the tendency is to try to push the ball deep back to the player who hit the third shot. Mm-hmm. That gives the partner of the serving team then the opportunity to jump across and poach a ball. So, so we're seeing more and more partners deviate from the we're, we're linked at the hip conventional wisdom in pickleball, where they move up together and they move back together. So there's you're seeing more of an eye formation. Times it looks a little bit more like <laughs> double tennis. Yeah, and it is a lot more athletic and more active. And I'm not I'm not saying that's you know a good strategy for everybody, but that that's clearly an innovation that we're seeing it's just not easy to volley a low hard hit third shot 
Mm-hmm. And so it's it's become a fairly safe shot. Again, be absolutely consistent hitting the ball over the net. Don't try to just touch the top cord, but stay in the center so there's some confusion between the two players and you're not going to hit an out ball to the sides, but drive that ball low and hard in the center. And then the, the, the partner can move forward and, and perhaps pick up a poach. It also creates a little uncertainty. So if, if the opponents just know that you're always going to hit a soft third shot. Mm-hmm. They can relax. And anytime you create uncertainty, it's a good thing in pickleball. Plus, the movement of a poacher in pickleball, when you're trying to volley and you see your opponent moving across, that also creates uncertainty. You might you might drop the ball into the net. Yeah, because you're looking out of the corner of your eye. What's going on there? Are they switching? Yep. Are they What's what's happening? And then that, yep. that, that little split second, and then I, oops, I hit it up a little too high, and then boom, I'm eating it. <laughs> you want to master the conventional side first. I just played in the international indoor tournament with Jay Rappel. And uh, he's got a great driving shot. And we played against Mark Friedenberg and Steve Cole in the, in the gold medal match. And people came up to us afterwards and said, Glenn, what's all this stuff about a soft game and playing it safe and <laughs> soft shots? He said, you, you guys didn't hit a single. <laughs> I said, you know, you, you base your play on what's the opportunities and how you're feeling. So it's an indoor ball. We feel more comfortable with that. And we use this hard strategy, driving strategy. People would say, well, it's kind of like being a banger. Well, you know, if it works, Chris, it worked. It worked very well for us that day. So, Well, Glenn, thank you so much for being such an innovator, helping uh, grow the sport and uh, coming up with all these unique ideas. Uh, you're one of my favorite people to talk to and to have on Pickleball Radio. Look forward to doing it again. Chris, thank you. It's always a pleasure. And again, you'll find Glenn Peterson's latest innovation, the SwiftNet Portable Net System, available at pickleballcentral.com. We've linked to that and linked to the two videos. One shows you, uh, it's Glenn actually taking you through the demo of the the net itself. And then the second one is more of a close-up view of exactly how easy it is to set up the new Swift Net. This is Pickleball Radio, the official podcast of Pickleball News. Go to pickleballnews.com. Make sure you're on our free email list. We'll keep you up to date with all the latest pickleball innovations, travel deals, discounts, tournament info, and all the rest. Pickleballnews.com. My name is Chris Allen. This is Pickleball Radio.